Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And we're back. Yeah, we're, we're really back. We're really back. We are six feet away from each other inside Drivers Club. And it feels like a whole new Drivers Club. Like I come in here and there are so many cars that were yeah. not here before. Well, they're safe here. They're safe here. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a good way to put that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, we're brought to you by our usual, of mm. course, coming at you, recording live at Drivers Club, but brought to you by Avance, Rainier Beer, Carter Subaru, and Haggerty. How are you? Good, man. Good? Yeah. Enjoying the new house? Yeah. I'm a little sad. I mean, I love being back here, but I'm a little sad we're not <laughs> sitting out on your dock. Uh, well, you, you, uh, it's cold and wet today. It's yeah. been raining off and on. But yeah, maybe yeah. next week. Yeah. We can still record from there. Oh, okay, good. Get bombed by eagles. That's <laughs> okay. fine. Oh, fair. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. There's not enough eagles inside Driver's Club. That's the problem right there. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Driving the Porsche again. So good. That's nice. And it's working? Yeah. No more sensors have failed on me. Well, I guess, you know, <laughs> I think it's good that, that it shut itself down before it tried to... Yeah, all things considered, I yeah. haven't had any normal problems with the car that are, like, well, now that fine, you don't, turbos are fine, everything else is fine. Now that you don't have a warranty, so normal problems can start happening. Well, now that my warranty's out, that just means I'm shopping early. <laughs> so, I'm already looking at R8s. I'm thinking, oh, wow. I'm, I'm still thinking a 991.2 Turbo S. Like, I'm probably just going to get another one. That's what I've been going with, and that's still really what I'm leaning toward. But okay. I'm definitely going to go drive a newer 17 Plus R8 V10 Plus. So, simple question that I have for you. Yeah. What... If if we have two hypothetical values mm-hmm. with your car, the minute that that warranty goes away, how how does that affect the price? Actually, not that much. Really? Okay. Yeah, I thought it would be, but it's not. There's a really high demand for used cars right now, and okay. especially used cars in that market because it's kind of at its peak, or it should I say it's 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 valley. It's at the bottom of its valley of its depreciation. So anybody who wants one is going to buy it at a good cost right now. Okay. And since there's such a high demand for used cars, it probably wouldn't be that hard to sell, which is why I'm starting to look a little earlier. It's it, it it makes my ears twerk every time you go used cars. I feel like we're we're shopping for a used Hyundai, but this is that's not a used car, Dan. That's a, no, yeah. So I, I know, but it's I mean, a slightly I'll, loved supercar. Yeah, I'll probably end up <laughs> if I can trading it in just because of the sales tax credit will offset anything I would make in actually selling it privately. Dan Putnam is going to a dealership. I do on occasion. What? I buy cars from dealers. What? Yeah. <laughs> I put okay. a feeler out there to some friends to see if they just come across any newer sure. V10 R8s. I want to go take one for a spin and check it out, and maybe that's maybe that's the direction I'd go. I'll tell you, after I mean driving Boreogs, that's that's a pretty car. So yep, yep. the cheapest Huracan you can buy. Yeah, <laughs> more roomy too. Yeah, I'll tell you. So that's about it, though. I have nothing else going on. I've been, you know, it's, I'm still waiting on furniture and still trying, still waiting on furniture and trying to adjust to a new house. I hate moving. So. Well, it was worth it in the end. Yeah, totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, uh, Carter Subaru tip of the week this week is a simple one, but is controversial in, because if you're that fun guy at parties that everybody hates, you're going to know why in a second here. Why are you looking at me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like you just you stared, never stared, st- you stared you, into my soul, Dan. It's so. that guy who says, well, technically, oh, then everybody in the room just kind of goes, uh, okay. this guy's here. Hey, if you're listening to this and you feel that, good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and if you don't know who that guy is at the party, that's it's you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so do you know the difference between a motor and an engine? Oh, wow. Yeah. That, um, it's not a trick question. Well, technically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Everybody goes that, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, technically, most people are wrong. Absolutely nothing. Um, a motor is, I'll, I'll actually say, a motor is a machine that supplies motive power for a vehicle or other device with moving parts. Okay. Basically, anything that provides power to a device is a motor. You can have, and a lot of people get caught up and they think uh, they think motor, they think, think electric. 
And then they think spinning. Well, hey, every engine has a crankshaft. It spins. Okay, it's a motor. And hence, Ford Motor Company, or BMW, and the word engine directly translates in German to motor. That's backwards. Motor directly translates to engine. What is it? Bavarian Motor Company, right? Or no, BMW. No, BMW is, yeah. The motor works. That's what it is. Okay. Something like that. That's what it loosely translates to. The Bavarian Motor Works, yeah. Yeah, but engine actually go, if you go way back in the term, actually... It was like um, anything that gives you, gives you an advantage to do things all at the same time. So like a search engine oh. is still a way to aggregate results from the internet. An engine, is that's what an engine does. It's The two terms in the automotive world are completely synonymous. And if you want to go back into proper grammar, guess what? Nobody who has a car gives a sh- <laughs> <laughs> So just to put that out there once and for all, don't be that guy. Motor and engine are completely synonymous. They mean the same thing now. That's why there's Ford Motor Company. And then people say, oh, plane engines. It's a jet engine, not a jet motor. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. I yeah. mean, yeah. And you know where I got this from? MIT. <laughs> so oh. suck it. That <laughs> so, <laughs> just sort of dropped that, didn't it? Yeah. Um, so anyway, now you know. <laughs> this is aggressive, Dan. I had somebody try and correct that, and I was like, no. I've been down this road. Well, somebody You're tried wrong. to correct you on that? Ooh, okay. Uh, I yeah. said, okay, the, well, talking about motors, and they were like, only electric cars have motors. And I was like, oh, we're gonna, you're going to be that guy. Okay, yep. you're wrong. Only you have a bo- Boy, is BMW <laughs> in trouble, and Ford, <laughs> yeah. and Toyota, and everybody else who has motor in their name. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Well, interesting. I actually did not know that. And I'm not going to lie. When you said that, I was like, in my mind, I'm going, they're the same thing. But yeah, they are. that seems like the obvious answer. Yeah, once so. and for all, yeah. if you want to get back into the grammar side of it, yeah, technically the words have two grammatical, completely different meanings. Well, we've, that's what we strive for at Rain City Supercars is pr- proper grammar. <laughs> right. <laughs> as, I, as I stumble over my own words by p- p- proper grammar. That's so, always yeah, been a problem. That's always been our problem priority. here. Yeah, I mean, you know, since day one, it's, it's, that's in, our, that's in our, uh, our blood there. So. Uh, if my English teacher from high school ever listens, I'm sure he's cringing. <laughs> well, <laughs> mine wouldn't listen. Uh, so, you know. Hi, Mr. X. I'll tell you. I've always told that. My first grade teacher told my parents I'm going to make a wonderful game show host. So <laughs> this is sort of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we actually, um, you know, as, as tough as it's been through COVID, we've done our best, but we actually have a guest with us. Yeah. Spaced correctly, just so we're clear, because I don't want to hear any of that crap. <laughs> um, so uh, we want to welcome to the show Brian Nielsen. Is that correct? That's right. From Circuit of the Northwest. That's right. How are you? Doing great. Welcome to the outside. Thanks yeah. for having me here. Yeah. Um, if you are in the car world in the Pacific Northwest and don't know about Circuit of the Northwest, um, get out of the car world. <laughs> get in no. your car with a motor or an engine and uh, <laughs> move on. So, Yeah, it's an awesome facility, up and coming, of course, and we cannot wait to see it. If you're familiar with um, Thermal or Area 27, uh, think of it as our own unique version of that. It is not the same thing. Uh, it's starting out as what's going to be a world-class facility that we cannot wait to see. And everybody knows in the car world, you need more of that. If you want to see the car industry grow and you want to see car enthusiasts grow, you need to give them a place to go because uh, street racing is kind of frowned upon. So the more facilities we have, the better. And this place is going to be awesome. It, it's Disneyland. Like I, yeah. to, like I told uh, he was showing pumped. us some photos. And I was like, if you had a grocery store, we wouldn't have to leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're excited. You know, Cirque of the Northwest, it's a the, it's a 2.66-mile uh road course on natural terrain with three variants. And the whole theme of Circuit of the Northwest is multi-use. So we're going to do things a little bit different than the existing tracks in the Northwest. We'll have, uh, it'll be anchored by a, a founding membership. And so the members will get 150 annual days and 
that's a, we're going to give them a lot of track time. A lot of these places are seasonal. Even if you're down south, it gets hot. People don't want to jump in their car when it's 115 degrees out. Yeah. Or in the north climates where it snows. You know, the northwest is pretty lucky to be in the climate we're in where it just rains. And yeah. it's not frozen. So You can still race in the rain. You can still race in the rain. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we, we checked out all the renderings, and we have one following us around. And just so we're clear, Carl, you're the worst Vanna White I've ever seen. <laughs> Although her legs look a little bit better. Uh, sorry, no, Carl is actually showing us a rendering that we've been looking, looking at, but it is incredible. I mean, I cannot wait to see everything come to fruition. Fruition? Is that fruition. the pro- pro- yes. pro- yeah. proper That's grammar? The is proper that proper word. grammar? Okay. <laughs> so, Brian, as we always like to do with these sh- our shows, like we kind of try to, like, to get an idea of where you came from. And I know you and Dan have an interesting connection. From You're both kind of coming from the bike world and the fact of that. So yeah. are you originally from the area? I'm from Kitsap County. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. I lived three years in North Carolina. was on a NASCAR pit crew. Oh, so that's where just I kind of huh? dove into yeah. <laughs> the four-wheel world. But I, I grew up on motorcycles, and I uh, own Brothers Power Sports. So we're a Honda Yamaha Can-Am dealer. So, so that's my... Dan? We need monkeys. That's I, my I, real I, job. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we're... <laughs> need. Need? Oh, need. need oh, okay, monkeys. yeah. I don't, I don't know if a monkey will carry me. Uh, <laughs> who's going to tell my mom? We can, we can supercharge it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. What are you, that's not saying, oh, you know, that's Dan's way of going, no, it's fine. You, it'll, it, it'll carry you. That's Dan going, <laughs> we can, you know, that's the Tim Allen of the show here. You can put a big bore kit on it. Oh, we good can add God, some nitrous, stop it. Dual right. overhead oh, cam kit. Geez. Get some bigger forks on it, man. You motorcycle man. Jeez. <laughs> well, the best part about it is to knock off of a Grom with the older yeah. style, mm-hmm. so that means you've got a ton of accessories to cross over. I've been in love with the monkey ever since I watched that video of those two guys do take him down Baja. Yeah. Like that was the the ultimate uh cool trip. So Yeah. yeah. I got a Grom in the garage. Well, so okay. there you <laughs> go. I got I got up to fifty nine miles an hour, it's bone stock. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but you weigh as much as one of my legs. So <laughs> you know. Yeah, if Honda's looking for a larger rider to test things, uh, I'm available. <laughs> Again, we just can't tell my mother. So, <laughs> so yeah. So you grew up here. You, you did some time in North Carolina with a NASCAR pit crew. Very right. cool. How did you end up doing that? That's mid '90s. Okay. You know, I went to Washington State with Chad Little's brothers. Oh, so okay. You're a Coug. I'm a Coug. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, see, there we go. Okay. That's yeah. right. Drew yeah. Bledsoe days. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Snowball. Yeah. Yeah, so I moved back there after actually Chad lost his ride with Kale Yarborough, and he was starting a team on his own, and he had didn't have a pit crew, and so graduated from college, and why not go be on a pit crew? That's a cool experience. It was fun. Did you yeah. have a lot of fun doing it? Oh, it was a blast. Yeah. Because you pretty much get to see America too, not but being on yeah. a pit crew. So yeah, okay. we, we pitted about forty, a little over forty races a year. Oh wow. We worked for some other teams too. They hired us and flew us to different places to do pit stops. So it was just a dream job, you know, when you're in your mid-20s. Yeah. You know, no responsibilities, and, yeah, it was great. When you can be that fast and be on your knees, off your knees, and with guns. Cool. Yep. That's <laughs> I'd want to do that. It's, that looks I, – I could never do that. But it looks – I it could be the guy, awesome. I could be that whole guy that holds a sign that says stop. I could do that. That's, you know, <laughs> the so, water boy. Absolutely, yes. I would always be a water boy. I'm sure there'd be a monkey in, in the pit lane. So I'm good. Yeah, we're good. So, yeah. So you've been riding, uh, I, I was reading some of your stuff. Uh-huh. Your first bike was the same bike as I had, a Z50. I oh, had a yeah. 79. That was my first Did one. Did you? Okay. Yeah. And then, was a 77. Oh, the very first one. Same, yeah. yeah. Same, though. Oh, those, yeah, little death traps. I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> then then uh, Bull Taco. Bull Taco, yeah. That's a name you don't hear very often. That's my dad. He uh, won a, the state trials championship in the mid-70s on a Bull Taco. 
Dang. So he was he was a stud on a motorcycle. What's a bull taco? Old school motocross. Okay. Well, trials, really. Spanish yeah. made. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, they're called a, a Sherpa. Sherpa, okay. Sherpa T. So they're, yeah, they have the, the cool thing about them is they're, there's Kickstarter on the left and the shifter on the right, which is opposite okay. of any motorcycle, right? So they're unique. So you have to have special skill to ride it because about the time you screw up and try to hit the brake and don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. It's right. reverse. So my son and I restored that for my dad here a few years back and gave it to him for Christmas. Wow. It's, oh, and it cool. was your bike or his bike originally? Well, it's the shop's bike. Okay. But we gave it to my dad. Sure. When we restored it. Very so cool. He rode it around his neighborhood. You know. Well, <laughs> that's that's a having that that yeah. lineage and, and having something like that's really cool. Exactly. So, I think that's what motorsports does in general, right? So yeah. it just brings people together. Like-minded enthusiasts, that's the name of the yeah, game. crazy people all getting together just yeah. racing in circles. Hey Amen, so. any given Sunday. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So you, I mean, you did you did some time down North Carolina, and then you ended up back mm-hmm. up here. And right. then, and how did you, and so were you always into the motorcycle business, or did that kind of come? I, you know, I've always been in it. Before I moved, I was in it, and after I got back, I was in it. So okay. it's a family business. My uncle and I uh, own the Brothers Power Sports, and we're just... That's our life, and, and I branched off about five years ago and started doing Bremerton Motorsports Park at the time. Okay. And since they're going to be developing the area that we operate on currently, we do over 130 events a year. So they're going to be develop, developing that ground into aviation business. So we will lose that area. Okay. And so that's what started Circuit of the Northwest. Okay. Huh. I did not know that was coming. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been autocrossing Bremerton for years so sure yeah. yeah we do autocross driver skills training motor yeah. motocross now we do off-road motorcycle we have a, a trails in the woods that we do hair scrambles oh that's cool we do concerts fundraisers we train the cops we do Kitsap transit bus training um, so <laughs> we really do a lot and the community really needs that facility and a lot of people don't know Bremerton is motorsports has a lot of heritage. Yeah, Parnelli Jones. You yep. ever ever heard of him? Yep. Won his first race in Bremerton. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And so that's, you know, I feel a sense of responsibility to keep it going. You know, so that's that's what I do. That's where it comes. Okay, let's take our first quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into this on on how the idea came about and where it's going. Yeah. We spend an average of eight hours and forty one minutes a day facing screens laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And we're back. Ryan, tell us a little about, uh, you've always been into bikes your whole life. Um, how did, let's go back before we get into yeah. Circuit of the Northwest. Um, how did you start with the doing the motorcycle dealership thing? That's uh, a world I came from, and that's uh, it's a bit of a whirlwind. It is, <laughs> a yeah. A bit of a Wild West show around here. We started in the 60s, not, not me as in we, but my grandfather and his brother were the brothers. Okay. So oh. they made a deal with one another that they would go into business after one of them got back from World War II my his brother joe so they were the brothers came back and they started the business as an appliance store and then uh branched out into motorcycles in the 60s with tohatsu that sounds more fun yeah <laughs> they were a honda dealer uh tohatsu first and then honda second huh. 
and then we moved to Bremerton in the 90s from Paulsbo. So a lot of the Norwegians live in Paulsbo and I'm in Nilsen. So ah. that's where that's how that all started. Got it. Okay. Water people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fisherman's village. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I was wondering that when he was saying it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's me and my uncle. I'm like, where does the brothers come That's from? That's what I was wondering as well. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> always says, yeah. oh, your brothers. I'm like, eh. Or they think my dad and and we have three, uh, my uncles and my dad. So they thought, they think, everyone thinks they're the brothers. It's like, nope. It goes deeper than that. Yeah. So it's a really neat story. That's cool. You kept yeah. the family business alive, though. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Very we'll, few, gen- very we'll few going. businesses go past the second or third generation, which is mm-hmm. sad. But I mean, it's nice to see that that it's, it's continuing on. So, do your children have interest in it? Yeah, my my son likes the. He he grew up racing quarter midgets, okay. not motorcycles, thank God. But I think he he has an affinity for motorsports. He okay. digs it. He's more of a car on the car side. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So no broken bones on the bikes. I'm happy he didn't grow up racing. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Many things you broken running into stumps. Most of them. <laughs> most of them. Yeah, <laughs> most of those bones. Yeah. Yeah, I've broken a few on a bike, and everyone does. Yeah. So yeah. he grew up playing soccer, but I think he's he's a good little driver. Cool. So you're going to get him some professional training and have him teach other people how to there drive. There you go. Sweet. Yeah. Well, it's, do yeah, it. got the right opportunity, that's for sure. That's right. So going from the dealership to the track is a mm-hmm. huge jump, though. Oh, right. So how did you make that decision? I mean, I, I know you said you wanted to keep it alive with Bremerton Motorsports Park mm-hmm. going away. I right. mean, so that's a big undertaking, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Talk. Yeah, no kidding. So we branched out from the board that, that was over Bremerton Motorsports Park. Uh-huh. And so after a couple, maybe about a year on the board, we dissolved the board because there was only a couple of us actually doing the heavy lifting uh, we understood that this facility wouldn't was going away, so it was time to go to work. We have to do all our get our site plan approved. We had to do you know the stormwater, the engineering, yeah. uh, you name it. We did it. We got the uh, uh, the fisheries assessment, and noise studies, and was it hard finding the land? It was. Okay. We, we searched the whole county and ended up right across the highway from where we were located. <laughs> <laughs> it's no a kidding. circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and thank God, because I think it was in the county, we wouldn't have been able to pull it off. Yeah. So, since it was on port property, we had the uh, support of the port commission. And so, they loved the idea. They wanted to keep keep it going as well, because we do a lot of public training out there. Yeah. And if that goes away... Um, the training goes away, and then our county would have to spend more money to send uh, those people to get trained elsewhere. Yeah. Where are you going to go? So a lot of people don't know we do over 130 events a year at Bremerton Motorsports Park. Yeah, you were saying that's insane. I mean, I had no idea it was that busy. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how do you do 130 130 events? In my mind, I'm thinking just single events. But then you're talking about everybody you're training and everything that's going on, and it's not just cars, bikes, things like that. That's right. That's incredible. So the learning was on operating the 130 events while keeping my finger on the pulse at the dealership. But it was also, we're moving, what are what uses are we going to put across the street? And so that's where the real learning came in and traveling. And, you know, I was, yeah. a lot of GMs and owners of other private facilities were nice enough to, you know, counsel me and say, hey, do this, don't do that. I mean, my favorite question to ask was, what what mistakes did you make? And they talk more about the mistakes they made than what they do well. So we were able to do a market study and figure out exactly this use is viable and this use wasn't, so it goes away. So we had to maximize the the use. Uh, our, our theme is multi-use. Yeah. As I was looking at the plans, I mean, it looks 
once you see it on paper, you're like, because when you think just like private racetrack, you're like, well, that is super limited use. But when you guys do right. the multi-use and you've got go-karts and everything else you guys are putting in there, and you're like, oh, okay, now I see you're getting it. Right. Yeah, when we first started, our, our master plan had an oval track. We had a half mile. Mm, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we had a really funky road course and, and it just, it wasn't right. But we didn't know any better at the time. Yeah. But the good news is we got it all approved. So that was the big thing. The big hurdle was getting the approvals because that can kill a project. Oh, yeah. do all this work and spend all the money, and then there's a problem. And it could there's a number of deal breakers, right? So we were able to get past that. And, um, you know, the other deal breaker was our lease. We have a 50-year lease with the Port of Bremerton. And okay. so that really, uh, as we build our founders group, they're able to get such a great deal because – you're not going away. The, well, the land, yeah. you don't have to spend $12 million plus the carrying costs of that land will kill a project. It yeah. will because it takes so much time to put everything together. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, you know, you're basically, you're, the Bremerton Park now, is, it's, it's at the base of the airport, right? Because they, you said that they're taking it over to build the airport or expand the airport? Is yeah, they've, they've, um, they've zoned it aviation business, AB. Oh, interesting. And so okay. the, the, the master plan, the, their FAA master plan has aviation business. So so facilities that would use the runway, for example, sure. have access. Hangers maybe, or Maybe repair. it's a heliport. Yeah, or, I got you. Yeah, so they, uh, that's where we're at, and that's going away. <laughs> but at the end of the day, with you building such an incredible park across the street from the airport, it not, and the airport expands, that helps you guys get people in there. So it's unfortunate, but I see the, the, the silver lining in it and the fact that... Like, um, I, I, and like to Dan's point of the, the multi-use, like I could not believe, like when you were saying that initially, I'm going, oh, what all can you do? You can race cars, you can, and I'm like, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the different ways the tracks are built up and you don't, you know, not a lot of people spend a lot of times looking at racetracks from an aerial view and going, what can go places and things yeah. like that. And listening to you talk about it, just going through the plans as far as why you put things there, you know, certain times it's, it's incredible. So that's right. That the land has a lot of topography. It has, it has a goalie. It has uh, 80 foot of elevation from the front straight to the turn two. So it really is built on land that falls away from you. And since it does, you have views of the mountains, the drainage works, everything works very well. And it's very expensive for the port to develop that land. So that's why, we ended up with it because yeah. it was something they couldn't utilize. But it, for a track, it's like perfect. Well, and you have brought that up several times, something that I never even thought about, this drainage issue and the fact that you have to be able to get water off the track if it rains. And it, we're in the Pacific Northwest, so it rains. But that yeah. was something I never thought about. Like, it's like, yeah, great, it rains. Right. You know, but I mean, some of the best footages I've ever seen of cars racing are in the rain. But the, the safety fa- aspect of that, but like you're saying, the land has given you that option to... Right. It will dry itself almost. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm with a really good group and they're, they've done this all over the world. And so I, I rely on them to solve our drainage issues, but we'll have formulated asphalt. We'll have proper curbing, proper runouts, guardrail design. So it's safe, challenging, yeah. all that. But, you know, if you go off track on your beautiful car, we don't want that to hit a fir tree. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody would be lobbing for the tree anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, why did you run that car into the tree? Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Only here. So, wh- I mean, what are the steps you guys are taking? What, where are you at right now? Obviously, we've seen mm-hmm. the plans. How, you know, 
what's happening? Yeah, where we're at now is, is we call it a harvest plan. So that's mm-hmm. a proper word for logging we're going to clear cut. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the, the next step <laughs> tree is relocation. tree removal. <laughs> yeah, tree, you know? yeah, tree. And yeah. so we're, we're going to, that's our next step. Okay. And so we had the DNR out there and we, the, the port, it's a port operation and I'm the leaseholder. So they're, it's their operation, but we're going to be taking down trees. And that'll be real exciting because wow. then I can do, you know, when we sign founders up, I'd love to do a site visit and look at something other than a forest. Because like yeah. anyone else, you can you know, imagine it. Yeah, exactly. And then, or you're standing there looking at the forest going, when the heck is this thing going to be built? Yeah. So <laughs> then they're, they'll be looking at actual action going on and you'll be able to see the topography and the views. So I'm pumped to get that going. And that's take that's starting real soon, correct? Pretty like, soon. Okay. Well, you tell me. I don't know. Well, okay. COVID. Yeah. Well. So yeah. It has to go Never through Olympia. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know? social distancing. Going into the forest and doing some relocation. That's social distancing. And it's yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's necessary. Yes. Well. Or essential. I yeah. yeah. Running at the speed of government, though. Okay. You can only do so many chicanes around trees. It's just not. You know, <laughs> it's so. Exactly. It doesn't work in the redwood forest. So. <laughs> Yeah, so we found out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let me switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Brian, what are you driving? Uh, riding or driving? Both. I want to know both. I, I, I was going to ask you that I, next. I have an F-150. Oh, okay. <laughs> Twin turbo. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. I love that truck. Yeah. I, I, I really do. I don't have a sports car right now. No. Yeah, I ride a Yamaha MT-10. And which is a 1,000. Yeah. And I'm a naked super Yeah, naked superbike. It's been stripped R1, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you don't have to hunch over. It's actually yeah. upright. Yeah. But it has all the performance. Yeah. I love that bike. That sounds fun. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. I remember the FZ one days when they first came out. Yeah. When they did the first R1 strip down, that thing was a riot because it was yeah. just like, you could, it was <laughs> swing arm was too short. So you were just like, all the time, but the, it was fun. The MT has a, it has a cross plane crankshaft. So it puts out a ton of torque. Okay. And um, it, it's not like a regular inline four motor, which which it's, they're a little bit, uh, the power band is up high. Rev happy this like one is just, yeah. you know, it's got full torque all the way through the power curve. I had an R1. I, I was, it was the most uncomfortable bike to ride. Yeah. Like you'd get, like I would go from Spokane to Coeur d'Alene and get off and just be like, oh. okay, I'm going to leave that there for a while because yeah. this hurts. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. So yeah. I, every time I miss having a super bike, I'm like, no, that's, <laughs> right. just, that's just painful now. Like I loved my RC51, but riding that now at 40 versus when I was 23 or yeah. 24 when I had it. Man, Do you would, still have it? No, I wish I did because I loved sure? the bike. Oh, they're a collector item now. I know. There's a couple of guys. I, I had really nice one too i had uh, full titanium akrafovich exhaust on okay, it yeah. yeah tuned or everything most of done. the pain you're in now is because of the thing no you did not when the you street 20, bikes no. it was the dirt bikes that actually hurt me those are the ones i kicked my butt on the street yeah. bikes were fine yeah so i love the rc51s the twins uh, yeah they give me a big twin any day yeah that torque and that sound feel like nikki hayden riding it oh, man <laughs> i have a picture uh actually that's funny you mentioned that i have a picture i got from a dumb ad from the was it the D two oh seven GPs mm-hmm. I think, and it's Nicky Hayden in a corner and he's so low he's dragging his elbow on the RC fifty one and I have it framed in my garage. Love it. So I have, uh, who is his brother's name? Um, oh, there's Tommy. Tommy. I have Tommy who's riding Roger. for Yamaha and yeah. I have a signed picture from Tommy. I never got one from Nicky. Okay. And man, I'm sad about that now. So yeah. I have the whole deal. I have a T-shirt signed from him and I, you know, he, he's well respected. Well, yeah. he's just a, a, a great, was, yeah. a, was a great guy. Was a great guy. Miss yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Kentucky kid. Yep, the Kentucky <laughs> kid. You're going to go away. So you're going to do motorcycles at the track too, obviously, then. 
Yes, we are. You know, that's, that's, we, we do Moto West. So the, the track that we currently have is called Moto West. And so that's going to move across the highway. And so we're pumped about it because we're going to have good dirt. You know, where we're at, most of the areas in the Northwest are glacial till. There's a lot of rocks, you know, clamshell size rocks. And yep. they're, they're painful when you get roost. <laughs> yeah. And so say. we, we want to make great dirt that drains and we want to extend the riding season. There's a, a lot of tracks around here, clay. And so they, they just soak up the water and they become unridable. Yep. It's like mud. So we want to have more of a drain, you know, kind of a mix of sand. And uh, Ryan Villapoto <coughs> will help us with oh, that. Oh, yeah, I know, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So, so he'll help us. We're going to ribbon some trees, um, hopefully get them up here from Newport Beach, which might be a little difficult. Yeah. But, but we're going we're gonna to ribbon some trees off so it'll have that forest canopy. Mm-hmm. It'll look good, too. Yeah. You know, and so we want to we wanna really have a nice facility not only just for fee-based motocross, but for the members. So Circuit of the Northwest is all about multi-use. So you come there with your kid or your grandkid, they want to learn how to ride a motorcycle. We'll have that facility for them, and it'll be proper. It'll be good dirt and good instruction. You know, just like we'll have a wellness center in the clubhouse. So there's more than just a track. That's cool. It's a, it's an environment. <laughs> Man, I... The first time I remember going to Washougal and watching motocross out there, mm-hmm. and I had never been to a pro race before. So seeing like the ruts and the dirt that you, from oh. TV you, in the the, the rhythm it. section and the whoops, like you can't see how deep those are. <laughs> and those right. guys are going through ruts that are like up to their knees, like sixty miles an yeah. hour. And you're like, how is nobody dead? Right. <laughs> it's like, it, it, they're it's, so talented. Yeah, and I'm telling you, you, watch it on TV if you. You got to go. It's like any racing. Yeah. You go to a NASCAR race in person. You're like, oh my gosh, you stand on the guardrail. Yeah. It's amazing. The speed. It'll move your soul. <laughs> yeah. But the motocross thing is they, that, that clay at Washougal ruts up. Yeah. It gets really slick and you know, the pros just make it look easy. Yeah. They fly through the air, breaks full lock as they're in the air. Cause they know as soon as they go down, they've got to just slide through the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with the downhill. So man. talented. Yeah. I've only been to one event in my life and it was down at, um, CenturyLink Field when they, they those super guys super cross. Cross, yeah, and it was downpouring and watching <laughs> yep. these guys try yeah. to get through that dirt and like it was insane like I was tired watching it like I mean <laughs> right. like, and I have been one of the people that my friends have put me on bikes before and I'm I mean I know how to ride a bike but I was never that good off road but like and looking at them trying to get through that dirt and I'm just going I'm tired watching like that just <laughs> looks like they do, that does not look like fun like you know you see that you see the cool ones on TV where if they're inside and they're dry and they're jumping it's just yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> good for them. Yeah, it's so. dangerous, too. We have a couple good local pros. Carson yeah. Brown, he's riding in the, the 250 class, the lights, Supercross okay. lights. So he just broke his hand, I think, Ooh. yesterday. Ouch. So he has two more rounds left in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Racing, so. Okay. A lot Some of local talent. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you motorcycle guys just getting off on this stuff, so. Yeah, well, we could talk bikes all day. Yeah, we? exactly. Well, it, it, but it was fun to watch you look at that map and talk about, like, in something simple, like, you're like, this is where the parking lot's going to go. And I'm like, oh, it's a parking lot. You're like, nope, autocross. I'm like, oh, right. yeah, that's what people use parking Skills lots for. training. Skills yeah. training and autocross. Yeah, so there that's won't good. be giant cement posts and curbs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> we need yeah. a light post. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Edge no, no. lit. Edge lit only. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it may be cool to have a parking lot with formulated asphalt, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That would be a really cool. you could do bus training last two days at the track we did uh, Kitsap Transit bus training. Okay. So that's the idea. We want to pl- unplug from there and 
make sure that they have a space to do their thing too. Does, and is the, does the transition look like it's going to happen pretty seamlessly as far as the fact of one, one closing down and you guys come be, being able to be available? It is timed. Nice. Yeah. So, okay. so our, our lease expires here in a couple of years and hopefully by that time we'll be able to move. Uh, cool. If not, you know, the port supports what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll, they'll make it work too. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. And so, yeah, just, uh, it's, it's kind of funny how you can start with a parking lot and you're already in business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, which is great. I mean. And that's what we do now. We have yeah. a, we have a, a runway that was paved in the fifties. Yeah. And it, we're still using it today. And, you know, sometimes the cracks need to be weed eated because there's grass growing out of it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they love it. I mean, it's a great, pe- it's a great for autocross or skills training. I mean, they use the whole facility. Probably right. nicer than some of the roads we actually drive on, right. so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, lately mm-hmm. <laughs> probably paved sooner too. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. That's right. Yeah. Tell you. So I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to have the wonderful clubhouse. You're going to have the motocross. You're mm-hmm. going to have the the the, the cart, karting tracks and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks like the track can be broken up into several different sections. Right. Let alone that that front straight. I was looking at that, and I didn't see the chicane first. I was like. That's really long. It's almost a mile long, right? Like if, if you don't put the you don't put the chicane Wee. in, right? Yeah, it'll be the longest in yeah. North America, okay. and that that was one of the things we told Tilka. Tilka's the designer. Yeah, we said we want a long straightaway, and then that's all we told him. Yeah, like do your thing, but we need a long <laughs> straightaway, and uh, for a couple of reasons. The the most important reason is for our technology partner. They want a very long straightaway so they can do. Uh, some of their work okay. right, with noise profiles and things like that. So they need a long stretch as long as possible. Okay. But with the chicanes, now you're a little safer. So you have two yeah. braking zones and it'll break up that speed. So they're yeah. not going to no mulse on straight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get your fingers yeah. loose at 240 and it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold on to the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned some of your technology partners, but um, let's talk about some of the partners that are coming in that are already, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's, it's known. Public partners. Public yeah. partners, I should say. I have two public partners. One is the Port of Bremerton, mm-hmm. and the other is uh, the Kitsap uh, f- uh, Public Facilities District. They're called the PFD. Okay. And so they're, we do have an investment from them, a little over half a million dollars that allowed us to do our design and development. Wow. So the whole facility is engineered as far as... Uh, I, I can actually show you over there, but we, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, and we're yeah. sitting inside Drivers Club, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we're able to, you know, and in the the public, we we really want to involve the public, and we don't want to make a private facility on public ground. We feel that that's not cool, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to include the public. So those facilities will be a, a festival area, a community event area, and then a sports event area, and then. The criteria for them has to be, you have to be multi-use, you have to have a form of technology, you have to be a public and private entity, and then you need to provide economic development. Okay. And so this facility, our market study shows, will have over 700 jobs and over 50 million in revenue the first two years. Wow. Yeah. So it's, Incredible. we want them to, to benefit. Obviously, when you have a concert or you have any, you know, a, a beer fest, a wine fest, a cheese fest, you name it, a running race, mountain bike racing, that's going to bring in tourism. Mm -hmm. And Kitsap County is really prime tourism like location, Mm -hmm. but we need more activities to bring people over from this side. Sure. Because your choices are limited over here, right? I yeah. mean, it's, you know, so you, you no, take, we all tend to be leaving some areas faster <laughs> than others these days. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you take the ferry over, we're nine miles from the ferry. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and then we're, you're there. That's a quick drive. It's a quick drive. Yes, we know. <laughs> yeah. Drive, yeah. Yeah. And you have a lot of great stuff around there, but it's spotted in places. Have There's right. no like central area to go. Like, I mean, our friends at Dundon are over there. You've got right. uh, Sail- uh, not Sailors, Alderbrook mm-hmm. Resort and Spas right over there. I mean, it's like there's lots of good places that are destinations for us already. But if we can have a motorsports destination right. and we can go there and we have a restaurant there, it's like That's right. you don't even need to go and drive, your, you know, race your car. You can just go and enjoy what's going on. That's you can sleep in a car. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about something I saw on the map, though. You had something that I saw uh, called STEM Center. Right. Science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, like a learning facility or a training, or what's the what's the thought behind that? Well, we're a member of West Sound STEM. Okay. So that that's a consortium of school districts, and and so their, their CTE programs, we're, we're partners with them. Mm-hmm. So we want to have three, three uh, forms of education there. One's aviation automotive and maritime. So those are the three fields that are really going to experience a shortfall in skilled labor. Yeah. Right. So we want to use that facility and make our kids smarter, make them more marketable. You know, our school, you know, we had that big push where everyone should go to college, you know, and it was just, it was lame because not everyone's made to go to college. Yeah. You know, they're made to get a skill. Let's give them those marketable skills so they can, and those marketable skills, number one, they're essential. Uh-huh. Number two, they make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you can start off making, you know, some six figures. Yeah. You know? Especially so, if you're really good at welding or something like that. We know a lot right. of really talented welders who are doing very well. And we've talked mm-hmm. about that on the show before and the fact of the idea of this, these skilled people that hand handcraft things, especially in the automotive industry. Yeah. Somebody, right. like, you know, the chip fooses of the world that the younger generation is not going to that. You know, somebody that yeah, can take Northrop a piece of... for Tim yeah. for BDI. <laughs> yeah. We've had a lot of guests on here. It's yeah. it's something that, that that we're very passionate about on this show. Good. The fact that because it's well, because I mean, at the end of the day, I have classic cars. I want them to be able to be fixed, and I mean, right. a, a little bit of knowledge I have. I want a guy that can take a piece piece of flat steel and bend it into a fender for me. That's yeah, right. after I bend it into a tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I need these people to make money while I do stupid things. Exactly. So, I think uh, that's wonderful. And I'm in the motorcycle business, so I'm on the front lines of the labor shortage. Sure. You know, so yeah. We're graduating kids that don't have those skills that, I mean, they took auto shop out of the schools, you know, and, and the automobile 10 years from now will have every, or I mean, right now they have every form of technology in there from materials to sensors, networking, you know, connectivity. They'll have everything in the car. I hate it that they took it out of schools, but the, the technicians um, in my dealership, they the days of um, dirt under your fingernails are kind of gone. Now it's more diagnostic mm-hmm. and it's, you need computer skills. You know, every manufacturers has their own software and you, be, you, you can plug in and, you know, do diag. I did not realize how much bikes have been that way. We have a very good friend of ours, Yanni. Um, her husband just picked up a BMW. What is it? It's, it's the, a, a GS, I think. And, he okay. w- he was taking yeah. he took a video of the screen and this the key and it's I get it's a BMW but like I had no <laughs> idea like my one of my first bikes barely had a speedometer that works <laughs> right and it definitely yeah. didn't have a gas gauge and then, and this thing's got GPS and I'm yep. going wait a minute like you know the days of being able to pop the hood or, or you know put your bike up on a yeah. stand and work on them yourself there's just so much technology that you can't do it ah so uh, the good old right. days of checking your fuel man. pop the cap and yeah, go yeah I know shake it back wiggle in the wiggle in the tank there's still yeah. some in there we're yeah, good exactly we're good I can get to the next gas station yeah <laughs> so yeah absolutely okay that's how it is I'm glad I'm glad that you guys are really you know on the forefront you know I, of that. I call it phase two but we're we have some uh 
private partners that we can't oh announce Oh, God, don't yet. call phases. I don't right. know what phase we're in right <laughs> now. Anyway, so what? Yeah, yeah, I know. COVID. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that, that'll that be after everything's in and, and we have to go some of it at the speed of government. So yeah. it might take a while to put together. But Someday. we, but we yeah. know that that's, it's going to be a real yeah. cool part of the project. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of passion around that. And I like the community aspect of it because there's nothing worse than a fence being put up and somebody going, I want to be a part of that and going, no, in some type of elitist. So that's really cool. And right. I hope you guys have like a, a ordinance with the city ahead of time. You're like, if you complain about noise, you get kicked out of your house. We were here first. Right. <laughs> that should be the... <laughs> it's not yeah, working at Laguna Seca. No, and that's ticking me off so I moved much. closer to the track and I don't know why there's noise. <laughs> You, you won't need a Laguna pipe at Circuit of the Northwest. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. we're actually, they have a Bermont Municipal Code. We're, we're exempt from motorsports facilities. Yeah. was written into their code, yeah. so we're going to be exempt from the sound. And I you're mean, next we'll, to an airport. We're like, yeah, you can land a 737 there. <laughs> yeah. you know? So, I mean, yeah, it's, you're good. And we have a drag strip right now. Yeah. So, you know, we should be good on noise. You know, and we'll do the right thing. We'll self-impose a dB limit that's, you know, acceptable. Yeah. yeah. And we'll police that ourselves. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Look, I was yelling at him. I don't think he heard me over it, but I definitely yelled right. at him to turn it down. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You shouldn't be going down the straight playing Van Halen that loud. So exactly. that's the you got to look at it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what comes of it. Um, it's time for our next break. Let's take a quick break, and we'll talk more about uh, the track, what's coming up, some Avant stuff, and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Uh, so what is the next step? Like, uh, like you said, you're, you're going to be doing some foresting. <laughs> yeah, deforestation. Uh, deforestation and, <laughs> and moving of trees from planted to, you know, being a picnic bench. Uh, what's the next thing? Repurposing. Repurposing. Uh, I love <laughs> yeah. it. Very, very sustainable conversation exactly. here. Absolutely. What's the next step? Our next step is, is our founder's uh, portion where we'll seek out we call it the race to 200 okay so we we need 200 i get it race track race right. okay yeah. <laughs> we have founders in place um, but we need about 200 more to capitalize the project okay right so there's a lot of funding sources that we currently have and you know we're talking a 40 million dollar project here sure so so 20 200 founders will get us to the place where we can sh- put a shovel in the ground okay you know, and what does the founder get? Yeah, was, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Thank I, you for I asking the question. Your mind. No, you, you're good. I'm decent at that. You, well, you it's, know, it's pretty simple. It. It's simple. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. You know, the the big thing is is a, is they get 150 days of track use, wow. two two guaranteed weekends per month okay. per year. Wow. Right? So the rest of the year will be uh, select rentals. And are you, you know? putting on events for the founders during those weekends, or are they, are they just they have the track that is available to them? The track's available. Okay. So we have three variants. So we'll mix it up. Sometimes we'll do one variant or the other, but we'll probably do a hundred, a little over a hundred days on the full variant, okay. which is the 2.66 mile wow. variant. That'll yeah. be fun. You know, and they'll get, so, so the, the cool thing, and I touched on this earlier, is the land is leased and it's a very low cost lease. The port's main objective with Circuit of the Northwest is economic development. They know that when this thing goes, there'll be, that'll fill up their uh, uh, vacant industrial land. Yeah. 
And so they're giving us a low-cost lease to lure that industry to Bremerton. And right? they're getting something really cool on this vacant land. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a, something yeah. they can be proud of. Exactly. But yeah. businesses, so, motorsport businesses will want to be close to this, and therefore you, you end up setting up in that park. Say, Dunnan's got to be happy. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're, we're already taking phone calls. Uh, I just got a phone call last week from... They, they want seven, 70,000 square feet for this one uh, light manufacturing. Oh, okay. To do with the track, because well, of the but track. Well, still, I mean, that's, that's so a few square feet. That, that is. <laughs> yeah. That's a big development. <laughs> yeah, that is. You know, yeah. That's big for Bremerton. So, yeah. so we have, we'll have um, 150 days of use. The cool thing, since it is a low-cost lease, we're able to offer the founders, uh, we're going to freeze dues for 10 years, and then we're going to have about a $30,000 reduction, you know, pre-construction, uh, initiation fee. Okay. So it will come to market below, uh, very below. And the reason why we don't have to pay 10 or $12 million for land, Wow. you know, so that's going to be cool. That takes a little bit out of the budget. Like you said, right. Yeah. Which helps. It does. I was yeah. saying, in, in thinking, uh, I mean, people hear the, the number of what this facility costs is a lot, but mm-hmm. if you think about it in the terms of what a racetrack would normally cost, this actually is a very doable project. That's Forty right. million is not an insane amount for a whole track facility. That's a lot of money for what for, you're getting. For what, for what you're getting, what you're putting down, though, that's right. a light investment as far as for what the return is. It is. What I'm saying. Yeah, and we're very fiscal. The project is debt free, hundred percent. I don't know the bank a dime. I don't know anybody anything, and so we've we've been methodically chipping away at this, and I've been working on it daily for five years, and so it's an education in itself. Um, but at the end of the day the founder is going to get one heck of a value. Yeah. You know, it's going to be exclusive. You know, I've been kind of like a free agent the last five years learning what to put on there, what not to, and provide that environment, taking the best practices from other projects and and implementing them in the circuit of the Northwest. So when you go there, it'll be like, wow, you know, the, we do have a public portion. You might have a concert, you might have a beer fest, you might have a wine fest. It'll all be going on at the same time. Well, and, if, and if somebody isn't a founder and wanted to put an event on there eventually, will they be able to? You mean like a re- for a rental? Yeah, like would you be able to rent? A, like if you wanted to put on a beer fest or, or, oh, or the yeah. town, something like that. Is that something that mm-hmm. will be happening? Okay. That's right. Interesting. Yep. We do have anchor events. You know, we, yeah. we do drafts and drums on the drag. We've done that three years in a row. We're not going to do it this year because of obvious reasons. But yeah. we're going to keep those festivals going on the new at the new facility. Excellent. You know, and... and one thing that's that a lot of people get confused on is, you know, this won't be a club track. It won't be something where you can join a club and then they lease a facility, you know, on a daily rate and then you go. It'll be exclusive. We might do very select club stuff on an annual basis. Sure. But it'll be, the, the rentals will be mainly from a technology partner. Wow. You know, so it won't be, uh, I don't want to come to market as the same of what our, what the other tracks in the Northwest are doing. Why, why would you do that? No, that doesn't yeah, make any different. sense. Right. Yeah. And so you're, you're starting, when did the, is the Founders uh, Initiative already started, or is that something that's starting soon? We had a friends and family round, okay. and now it's word of mouth. Okay. And so okay. it's a slow trickle right now. It's steady, but, you know, we, we say 200 more, right? Okay. So we'll start that in August, and so we're ramping up behind the scenes with partnerships that, that we can talk about one of them here, one of them I can't. Uh, so we're starting with partnerships uh, in the automotive industry okay. to, to reach like-minded enthusiasts, which is that's our, important. It's our theme. Uh, imagine yeah. that, right? Yeah, that's our theme. Very nice. And if if someone is interested in this or wants to look into it, what is the best way to find find you? 
website website yeah which is circuit of the northwest.com dot com okay and they can find all slash that membership slash membership yep. okay and then that'll that'll just go down and and we'll, tell and you we'll, all the we'll put that in the in the yeah we'll put it on the description we'll put it in the reedy part of the uh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll be in the description grammatically that makes sense in the reedy part so yeah the fine print yeah nice okay well, I mean, uh, so you, like you said, you've got some cool surprises coming up. I mean, some mm-hmm. we can talk about, some obviously we can't, but uh, some one's really going to be exciting as far as a partnership in the Northwest. So, I mean, yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. As usual, we'll keep our listeners up to date as we know more because this will just be, hey, the more tracks we can get here, the more car stuff we can get here, the better. So, right. And Brian will be keeping us updated in the fact that when we'll be able to keep our listeners updated on that. Too. Yeah, and so. if uh, there's a big breakthrough, of course, we'll just have them back. Yeah, that's right. That too. <laughs> yeah, there's there's about three big ones coming up, you know, and, and I'll, I'll share one with you guys. I mean, we're, we work real close with LeMay. Oh. With AAT. Yeah. I've heard of that yeah. before. Yeah, heard of yeah. them. A little yeah. startup down in Tacoma, yeah. huh? Yeah. So I work close with Chrissy down there, who's who's awesome. Yeah. She's, As we know. She's, she's family here, so yeah, we understand. Exactly, yeah. 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 She quickly becomes family. And if you start to work with her, she's <laughs> yeah. just part of the family. So, yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah. And, and Jennifer Marr and David Madeira. And <sighs> so we're pumped to All be good people. affiliated with them, you know, for a number of reasons. Number one, for their activity. Yeah. You know, we're, we're uh, a charity of choice yeah. of C&W. And we're on the same mission that they are. Skilled labor, you know, with their RPM Foundation mm-hmm. and then Tech Force, which they're a part of too, Chrissy mm-hmm. and Jennifer Marr. And um, that's that's our that's what we want to do. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to talk about it. I knew like I said, it's yeah. I know it's brand new, so congratulations on that. Um here like I said, we're big supporters of them. So that's yeah. right. any yeah. event we can you know, get into we'll yeah, down. Yeah, anyway we can so, support yeah. LeMay, we are yeah. into of course. Yeah, we we look we we kind of we view ourselves as the activation piece to their museum. Excellent. You know, yeah. so they're a building and then they do have a, a grass area that they do events. We want to actually, you know, activate their museum at an actual facility where you can do hot laps or you can do a car rally yeah. and you can show up and we can have variant one shut down for the, for the parking and car, the car show. And then we'll have the other variant. Maybe we'll do hot laps, you know, and have, you know, ride alongs. So what I'm hearing is we talk to Chrissy. We get them to charge up the uh, Flintstones <laughs> golf cart, and we start doing some laps. Exactly. I mean, that's that's yeah. what I'm seeing There's happening. There's a few here. cars in that museum. <laughs> I would love to get behind. I just want the damn Flintstone mobile. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's my you, dream. If anybody knows the the people behind Lemay, they are they are not just people. They are not just like people at a, a business desk, you know, talking business. No, they are car enthusiasts to right. the core. A very cool group of people. Yeah, they're LeMay. so passionate. Yeah. I'm just real honored to be a part part of them. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, they do our rally with us. They're fun. Yes, they do. Good times, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so in the Avance world coming up, uh, another person I'm sure you will be connecting with as you come along will be Adam from Avance, who sure. loves to drive events at every track he can get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's a great guy to have. Um, he's doing something really cool this week. Um, by the time this airs, we talked about it last week. I'm going to remind you guys what you missed. Um, Avance was doing, is doing a virtual tech session with Stu's Garage. Stu, of course, has been a previous guest of ours, member at Drivers Club. Um, but this is one of those things, that, like, as you're talking, like, you know, it's funny. As a kid, like, being a car guy and not doing an oil change was, like, the biggest black guy. Like, like you're not a car guy. That was the thing. That is not the case now. Times have changed. Like, one, people don't have the opportunity. They don't have the garages. They don't have the space to recycle the oil. Or the tools. Or the tools to do it. takes to, to get it. an oil plug right. out these days. Yeah, or, yeah, or two. Yeah. Or two. Depending on the car. Exactly. Like, if you're in Garv's Corvette, we did the other day. Two drain plugs. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of which was stripped because they over-tightened it at the mm-hmm. dealership. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
But I mean, that's stuff why like, we need training, right? Yeah, that's exactly. why we need training. Exactly. You don't run that thing to 100 foot <laughs> Skilled pounds. Skilled labor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. aluminum dry sump yeah. car. Yeah, but uh, stuff like that is not common knowledge these days, and there's good reason behind it. It's not because you're not a car guy or girl or whatever you want to be, or you don't know what you're doing. It's because you have another opportunity to learn. And right. Avance does really cool stuff like this. Works with local partners like Stu, so he can you can go do it yourself. Stu will help you if you want. Um, they are slowly opening back up at Stu's garage, so that's a good thing. But if you're an Avance member, you probably saw that. Um, but yeah, this is the kind of stuff you're missing out on. It's not just gearhead, got to go to the track racing stuff. It's like, hey, here's the basics, and you can ask questions like, hey, I've never done this before, and nobody on that in that group is going to come back at you and be like, you don't know what you're talking about. You shouldn't be here. This is not that group. You can There's go and ask questions. There's always an answer. On There's Avance. always an answer. Yeah, yeah and it can be like <laughs> obscure. I saw this one JDM rim once when I was in Tokyo. Has anybody seen it? You'll have like five people be like, yeah, it's this one. <laughs> and here's where I got it. Here's who can import it. The ones I love are the weary ones. Somebody will be like, I'm thinking about doing this in my car. And you get the people that go, okay, I did this, and this was the consequences, and this is why you shouldn't do it, and this is why I end up doing this. And then it's wonderful. Yeah, so. it's really good. So yeah. uh, he's doing more virtual tech sessions, though, so thank God for that uh, right now. And then he's got uh, track day coming up at Portland International Raceway, June 25th. Uh, yes, you can do track days. Um, it's coached HPDE event, high-performance driving. Um, so... Interesting thing about HPDE events, talk to your insurance. Most of those are covered under your standard insurance because they are instructional days. They are not lapping days. They are not racing days. So keep that in mind. You're insured even on a track if it's a instructional uh, system, but not always. So look for that. <laughs> tell your insurance, I'm being trained. Don't well, tell them you're going to a no. Here's what I would tell. Here's yeah. what I would do. I would look into it by reading and yeah. not. <laughs> don't, don't throw a flag up at your insurance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but check into that and then check for track insurance. Uh, if not, it's really cheap if it's an HPDE day. Um, that's coming up. And then uh, he's got a few things postponed, like the driving experience where we all used to meet up at like Emerald Downs, swap cars, get ride-alongs. That's obviously on hold because of COVID. But that's coming back. Um, yeah, so they, he, he does have one tentatively scheduled for July 11th, pending that it will be open. Uh, Stu's has got another one coming up in July. If you guys are missing the oil change one, uh, garage DIY training series, um, exhaust modifications. A lot of times you can't do some of the exhaust modifications you want, um, in certain places, but you can do them in your garage and at your discretion for off-road use only. I'm sure my cat, my cats <laughs> fell out. <laughs> right. Yeah. It happens, you know, all it the happens time, all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and I think and a partnership of, of Avance too. I want to bring up, got canceled there. The Griots was having that big flagship yeah. party this weekend. that got rescheduled, but, and I'm not sure what the date they've rescheduled for. I think they're kind of waiting to fill, fill things out, but that popped up in my reminders of like, you have this, this weekend. And then it's like, we're like, no, oh. you don't. <laughs> Dang it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Brian, we really appreciate you coming in and talking to us. Like I said, we, we look forward to getting updated and really look forward to seeing the track when it co starts coming, um, you know, because Dan and I love going out there and driving in that area. So we'll definitely yeah, come out I and see you. Yeah, I can't wait. I think, you know, working with all our partners will grow motorsports. That's what I'm all about. I've had founders join, and they're like, well, now i got to get a car because they're not in that it's world yet. And yeah. so once we have that activation piece out there, we're going, a, you know, people are going to buy cars. It's a slippery slope. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> and bikes. We want them to buy bikes, too. Bikes, yeah. bikes from, and cars. Bike, maybe from brothers, if you happen to be out there, right? Exactly. Yeah, you'd be right there. Yeah, you just right. pick one up I mean, and go easy. to the track. Yeah, exactly. We'll yeah. deliver it. Track prep. Yep. Hey, man, I used we'll to test it out. Yep, absolutely. Anybody uh, bought a bike, that's the first thing I asked them. It's like, what kind of training have you had? They're like, oh, I did the safety course. I'm like, what training are you going to do next? Because that's your first mod, buddy. I need exhaust. No, you don't. You need to go to the track. You need to get instruction. You need to modify yourself. Yeah. Yeah, start yeah, there exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so let's make it safe for drivers and safer riders so i'm excellent. all about the track time excellent well again thanks for coming in 
uh, and we look forward to hearing more about it. Uh, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.